Well, hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. And I'm delighted to be joined today by David Niblack. Good morning. Glad to be here with you all again. And I've asked David to draw out some parallels for us between endurance sport and the Christian faith. David, this isn't something we make up, is it? The Bible talks about the Christian faith as being like an endurance sport. That's right. A number of times that Paul uses, who wasn't, we don't think, a really athletic guy, but draws a parallel between endurance sports and the Christian life. And the writer to the Hebrews does the same. And maybe I can begin with that one, where the writer says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So why is the Christian life like an endurance race? Well, life is not short for most of us. It's a process of years of continuing. And there are elements, I think, in all of our lives where we have to persevere. In other words, there's a resistance and there's a maybe a background difficulty that we have to continually, day after day, resist against. And running is like that. These long races, they're very interesting. They're not like a sprint where everything is hanging on a couple seconds or a couple minutes. Yeah. It's a much slower thing, but obviously much longer. And the word is, you know, often for perseverance is long suffering. And yeah. there's a, you have to develop a certain capacity to not just burn up after a short bit, but to suffer long. You are an endurance runner. What are some of those challenges? I mean, when I go for a run after about a kilometer and a half, my body is telling me, Martin, what are you doing? For goodness sake, go home. What, what are some of the challenges that you face as an endurance runner that have parallels for us? Well, one is not to pace yourself, to not start too fast. That is the number one error of new marathon runners. It's very exciting, the start line of a marathon, people are shouting and screaming and spectators and the gun goes off and you start too fast and you're all smiles until mile 10 and then all of a sudden you're dying. So maybe it takes a little longer for a lot of marathoners than uh, than your kilometer and a half. But So you have to pace yourself. You have to realize that you have a lot of distance in front of you. Another interesting thing I think is keeping the right hydration and nutrition. Someone's saying that an ultra marathon is an eating contest with a little bit of running thrown in because how you handle your nutrition and your hydration are absolutely essential. And if you don't keep eating, and sometimes you don't really feel like eating, you're running past the aid station, you're, you're not really hungry, but if you fail to keep getting the calories in, then you will, uh, you will crash later on. I mean, it was very funny. I did this long race in Greece between Athens and, and Sparta. And how many kilometers is that? Oh, it was uh, 246. Ugh. And maybe 60% of people finish. And these are all pretty serious runners at the beginning. It's very interesting to compare notes. And the, you're kind of grouped by nationalities. And the American team was the most optimistic. It's, oh, we're going to nail this. We feel great. We're strong runners, this and that. And then uh, out of the American team, we were 16, I think. And only six made it. <laughs> So then afterwards, to hear the stories, it was often the basics. It wasn't something really complex, like, oh, I failed to understand this complex theory of running. No, it was that they miscalculated their nutrition. They went out too fast. Uh, I think the Christian, I think even when we're discouraged, sometimes there are really more complicated things we need to deal with in our life. 
But I think our first question is, is to say, am I doing the basics well? Just spending time with the Lord, in the word, in community. The basics are radical and they're so powerful. The spiritual nutrition that all of us need. And if we think we don't need it, we're kidding ourselves. Yeah. I remember running my first 100 mile race and I was running with a your guy. First. And he said, your, your first 100 mile race. <laughs> it could have been the last, but it wasn't. And he said, oh, this is your first time running a hundred miler. Oh, great. Wonderful. Here's my advice. At a certain moment, you are going to feel awful. Just awful, awful. Don't worry. Just keep going. That was the advice. Okay. Right. And what's interesting is sure enough, that happened. I, I got to a moment where I wasn't feeling good at all. I thought, okay, this might be over. But what's interesting is sometimes when we feel a certain way at a certain moment, we think it's going to stay that way for the rest of the time. Yeah. But the reality is actually, when we're down and we're feeling bad, we're not able to see that things will change. And sometimes it's right around the corner. And so sometimes that a capacity to say, okay, I'm not going to listen to how my body feels right now or how tired I am. I'm just going to keep going and see if it changes. And so often it, it does change. I remember talking to a couple of married couples and they said, oh yeah, we, we, we know that. We, we've been through some hard times and <laughs> we get discouraged. But the danger is to interpret that because we're down right now, it's going to stay that way for the rest of the race, which is just not the case. Exactly. So when the writer to the Hebrews says, you know, we should run laying aside every weight, sin that so easily entangles, it's those temptations to give up. It's the listening more to mm. how I feel, what other people are saying about me or about the Christian faith than about looking to Jesus and running with endurance and trusting him. Yes, indeed. And just the simplicity too, right? You don't load yourself up with weights. That's the last thing you want to do. There's a simplicity of just simply running. And in these races, they put these aid stations just so the runner doesn't have to run with this huge backpack. And sometimes you get tired and you're waiting for the aid station and you know you need it, but it'll come. And in the same way, I think God, we have to remember that there is future grace around the corner. And when yeah. we're tired, we're feeling down. He's got future grace waiting for us out up ahead. That's going to nourish us. And so we can lay aside the sin, we can lay aside the burdens and yeah. count on that grace. And the writer to the Hebrews also says, you know, we look unto Jesus. Tell us about what it's like to approach a finish line. How much does the fact that this is going to end, there is a goal you're running mm. to, how much does that motivate you? Yeah, it's remarkable because these races, they all have a finish. You're not just running for no reason. You're aiming at the finish. I remember this first hundred miler, I was finishing in the night. And so I was running through a forest. It was dark. And I was just running, running, running. I, I was losing track of the time and everything. And then far in the distance, I saw this neon red shining through the trees. And I realized it was the finish line. It was just a strange experience realizing I am done. And I think about our faith sometimes. Do we realize that we are going to arrive? I mean, we are going to see Jesus. The race will be done. Yeah. The race will be finished. And we'll be home at last. I think, I think even the New Testament, how often Paul is future looking. He says, the day you stand before Christ, God is going to keep me safe until the entry into his heavenly kingdom. There really is a finish happening. And boy, when you hit the finish, there's this strange alchemy where all the suffering is turned into glory because you realize I finished, I accomplished this task and you can rest. And it's sort of arbitrary. You pass this line in the ground and and you can rest and you're done and it's dramatic. Even this, the race in Greece to finish was quite something where so many people didn't. And then to be able to finish, it was a dramatic moment. And how much more 
for us who carried by God's grace, sustained by God's grace, will be able to share this triumph when we finally arrive with him. Amen. So when Paul says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. He's a man who knows what it is to have kept going to the finish line, isn't he? He is. He is. And what an example for us. Because I think sometimes when you're running, it's not, it's not just about how far we can run, but also how far God has come towards us to help us finish the race. I mean, the, there's that I've kept the faith and it's this faith in God's power to protect and bring us home. That's really the focus of our source of strength and motivation to keep going. That even in the running, we're being carried. That's right. That's right. Well, David, thank you so much. That's wonderful. Thanks, Saint. Great to be here with you. And greetings to the whole Westlake family. Thank you, David. And God bless you and God bless everybody else.